0: Street Photography Magazine podcast episode number 72, Street Photography and the Pandemic with Valerie Jardin, Jens Crower, yep. and Lauren Wells. <music> Hello and welcome back to the Street Photography Magazine podcast. I'm your host, publisher of Street Photography Magazine, Bob Patterson. And we have a special episode for you this week. Now, Although the coronavirus isn't currently in the headlines, that doesn't mean it's gone away. On the contrary, it's still there and just as dangerous. And now that we're collectively letting our guard down, I fear that it may come roaring back. But I hope I'm wrong. Like you, I'm sick of hearing about it. The disease has taken its toll on family and friends, the economy and to a much lesser extent, our work as street photographers. It's been a drag being locked up for the past few months, and to be honest, I've been in a funk. It's caused me to put aside many of my good habits, and I've even lost interest a bit in getting out and making new images. But I know that won't last forever. Now, that's why Ashley and I pulled together a panel of longtime street photographers to discuss how the pandemic has affected their personal work, their businesses, and their psyche. The panel was made up of Lauren Wells from New York, Valerie Jadon in uh, Minneapolis, and Jens Krauer in Zurich, Switzerland. We got together in a live town hall format via Zoom back on June 3rd. Now I knew intuitively that we're all facing the same issues, but the act of talking about it with other photographers really made it sink in. For me, it was a cathartic experience. During the conversation, Valerie said that this has been a stressful experience for everyone, and dealing with stress requires energy. And we only have so much energy available, so something has to give. Now, why didn't I think of that before? For your convenience, we embedded the video replay in this podcast post in case you prefer to watch it. But, Because this is a podcast, I assume you're on the go and not able to sit down and watch. Therefore, this episode includes the audio portion of our discussion for your listening pleasure. So, up next is our discussion about street photography during the pandemic. Hello, everybody. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you happen to be. Welcome to the Street Photography Magazine first ever live town hall. And this time, our topic is street photography during the pandemic. I'm your host, Bob Patterson. I'm the publisher of Street Photography Magazine. And I just want to thank you for being with us. Um, I knew this was going to be a hot topic because, hey, it affects everybody on the planet, Right but I was surprised at the turnout. We got a huge response. Now, before we begin, I also want to thank all of our subscribers for their generous support. We really can't exist without you. We don't sell advertising. We don't sell our subscriber list or our mailing list or anything like that. And we don't bombard you with junk emails trying to sell stuff. I mean, our mission is to be a platform to introduce, introduce the world to some great street photographers and of all flavors and also be a platform for street photographers to share their work so everybody can know more about them now i'm going to ask you to support us by becoming a subscriber that's right this is a commercial we never do commercials but I ask ask you to become a subscriber to help support us and uh, it's only four dollars and 99 cents a month and you can get an annual price right through the website not through the apps so if you want to subscribe Just go to streetphotographymagazine.com slash subscribe. Okay, so we're going to get into it. I want to introduce everybody before we get started. And the first person I want to introduce is Ashley Hunsberger. Ashley is our editor. Oh, Ashley's a lot of things. She's she's a writer. Uh, She's an excellent writer. She's becoming a photographer. She's also fluent in Spanish. She's fluent in several sign languages, so you can speak to us with sign, right, too. I'm going to embarrass you, by the way.
1: Yeah, That's it's happening.
0: <laughs> but uh, And you hear her on our interviews all the time with those insightful and thought-provoking questions. So she's a super valuable member of the community. So say hi, Ashley. How are you doing?
1: Hello. Thank you. Glad to be here today with everyone.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and Ashley's going to be keeping an eye on the questions, so when we need questions for the group, she's going to have them, so be nice when you ask your questions in the chat, and we've got a number <laughs> to start with already, and uh, so we're going to go in alphabetical order, or where we go? Okay, there's Valerie.
2: I just start oh. from the bottom of the alphabet.
0: I started from the bottom <laughs> of
2: the
0: alphabet, with a J.
2: Oh, okay. I thought yeah, it it's the... from the top. Hello. Oh, first name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we go with, yeah, so this is Valerie Jardin. She is a, I guess we could just say she's probably one of the most prolific trainers in the street photography field. She's a former commercial photographer, and several years ago she basically went into the street photography business and she trains people in workshops all around the world, uh, particularly in her home country of France, which she certainly adds. A lot extra to because she's so familiar with it and the culture. And um, I've met many people who have been through workshops, and some, including one person who's on here today, says they changed her life. So
2: I know. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> but I saw you. that. I oh. heard that. That was quite flattering. That's right. You did. I
0: told you <laughs> that she said it. Yeah. Like I said, nothing like having happy customers. Many people have been sure. back with her many times. So welcome.
2: Thank you, and I'm currently in Minneapolis.
0: You're in Minneapolis. How are things?
2: <laughs> well, we won't it's, go uh, deep into it, but: Well well, well we, we can, because actually I was just at, uh, I was just at the epicenter this morning. I was actually um, doing uh, some street photography at the George Floyd Memorial, so I'll be happy to discuss uh, the experience of going, being back on the street, actually, during such a, a, an event.
0: Yeah, we actually had a few questions um, about that, so I'm sure we're going to touch on them while we're we're together today. Okay, our next person is... uh, There she is, Lauren Wells. Hello. Hello, how you doing? Okay, Lauren Wells from New York City. She's a a former attorney. She's now a full-time photographer. She does commercial work, lots of really cool documentary stuff. Uh, She teaches... And um, in a lot of different ways, does workshops as well. Uh, just had a workshop affected by that pandemic, seems like everybody else. So welcome, Lauren.
3: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah, your your audio is a little soft.
3: Um, do you want me to get headphones? Mm,
0: might want to give them a try.
1: Okay. Excuse me.
0: Okay. And while you're doing that, I'll introduce you to... Our last panelist, anyway, Jens Krauer. Jens is—he's uh, from Zurich, Switzerland. He is—he's uh, a Fuji X photographer, uh, just like Valerie is, by the way. And uh, and as a matter of fact, this whole thing was Jens' idea. So he suggested it when we did an interview a few weeks ago, and uh, we managed to put it together. So, uh, but he's—he's um, he's a former corporate executive. He's—he's uh, he's a prolific street photographer. He also does commercial photography and video work to be the bills, so he can uh, fund his habit of street photography and documentary photography. And he's, you know, no fault of his. He He's uh, he's wearing a New York Yankees cap, but maybe we can do something like about that. I, I have to send him an Indian's cap. So welcome. He
4: supports it. Thank you very much, Bob. I'm glad to be <laughs> here and I'm Glad we could uh, make this happen after uh, talking the last time and being amongst uh, some amazing people. I'm happy to see everybody.
0: Yep. I'm happy you're here. And I, I'm really glad you came up with this concept. So we'll um, be glad to see, glad we'll glad, be glad to make it work today. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of amazing photographers who are on the call. I see their names popping up, a lot of people from our community. So thanks for being here. And let's see, let me turn this off. I have this uh, set up to uh, for um, speaker highlights. Whoever's talking is going to um, take the center stage. So we want to start off with, with a question that uh, to get the ball rolling. And let's just go in alphabetical order again. So, Valerie, you, you can take it first, and then you guys just run with it from there. Um, this pandemic issue, as I said, affects everybody in the entire planet, and in particular, photographers, and even more so, photographers who teach other people for a living. You know, we've, we've had to stay at home and social distance. And so I wanted to start out by asking you, how has the pandemic and the social distancing and the stay-at-home orders affected your personal photography and then your business in general. So, Valerie, why don't you start off?
2: Wow. Uh, well, it kind of turned my world completely upside down. Uh, my whether it's the the hobby part of the photography and the business part, since I've been grounded since mid March. Fortunately, I finished uh, this <laughs> the early season on a really high note. I was teaching in um, in in Portugal in Lisbon, and it was an amazing week and as soon as the workshop ended that's when you know um, lockdown started and so from there it just went really really fast but the week that we were in Lisbon the first week of March was just heavenly it was so amazing little did we know (laughs) that we were going to be grounded for several months after that Uh, so yes it's affected uh, everything Uh, but you know what Uh, I made the best of it so workshops have been postponed for most of them actually postponed a full year mm-hmm. um, I mean I had um, I, I was I had a European workshops pretty much every month um, I was going back in April again in May and then uh, uh, London in August so everything is postponed uh, about a year and uh, I started teaching online right away I came back mid-March it was one of the last flights back into the country um, Going through the shoulder-to-shoulder CDC experience, uh, <laughs> and uh, and then I started uh, online classes within a few days. So I was teaching twice a week. Then now it's every other week because I was also writing a book. So since then I finished that book for a publisher. I wrote another ebook, and I'm re- working on, a, on another one. So that will be books. I don't know, eleven, twelve. And so you just shift gear. You adapt. Um, I miss. I miss. The traveling, I can't wait to go uh, to get on a plane. Uh, honestly, um, I can't wait to to photograph uh, photograph life again. And just as I think I thought that things were starting to slowly get back to normal, at least here, you know, restaurants actually just reopened this week, so cafes are open. It's summer, you know, we're by the lake. Um, then we had this uh, traumatic event in Minneapolis. So, um it was a bit of a I mean it's still a shock, but um I actually did not want to photograph protest. It's just not the type of photography that I do. That's not what I was That's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to to tell a different story. And so I waited for things to calm down a little bit and I actually went to um to the to the uh, 38th and Chicago Avenue in Minneapolis this morning and just started looking at pictures, but it's, it was all about capturing love and hope. And that's the the beauty of, of life. And that's really what I focus my photography on my storytelling on. And that's what I wanted to, to, to see and feel. And I, and I did this morning. So it was my first street photography since mid March, um, but in the meantime, I've had a puppy, so I've been following my puppy around, and it's very similar to street photography. The decisive moment sure is uh, is real with 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 the dog. So uh, kept me on my toes and got my camera working while I was on lockdown.
0: Did you get another Jack Russell?
2: Uh, it's a mix, yeah, a terror <laughs> mix.
0: <laughs> and by the way, any panelists, you have any questions for each other? You know. Go, go for it. Nobody. Okay. That's um, – so tell us about these uh, online classes. How have you been doing them? Are, they, are you doing them well?
2: Well, I've been, I was already set up uh, for that through a, a webinar um, setup called Webinar Jam, which mm. I, I do for my podcast too. And so that was pretty set up. So it was just, you know, getting the classes together and – setting them up so that that was actually pretty quick um and i still do them but they're just not every twice a week anymore they're every other week and i'm doing online critiques and such but um yeah it's it's just it's not as fun but it was a way to have a little bit of normal too you know you'd see those names that you it was a lot of my i mean the over a thousand students now over the years that i've taught Mm -hmm. on the streets of the world so to see those names pop up it was we felt like we were we would spend a moment together and it was a little bit of normal in this um, such abnormal circumstances. So uh, the classes were were good, but, um, and I kept the podcast going and yeah, it's, uh, it, but the photography, no matter what, um, is going to become, it's going to be a, different for a, a long time. I'm sure Laura and Jens um, are anxious to, get back or already probably are already back. Um, but uh, I'm curious to see how, how the streets of Zurich and the streets of New York, uh, have been in recent weeks.
0: Good point. Yeah. Lauren, same question for you.
3: Well, I echo a lot of what Valerie said. Um, my business was seemingly turned upside down as was my street photography. Um, Of course, nobody is, uh, all my events were canceled, all my corporate headshots and everything were canceled. But I did manage to have um, some private clients online through Zoom. And I also teach uh, a high school program through uh, a nonprofit organization called NYC SALT. Everybody remember that name pleaser. It's a fantastic organization here in New York city and they're having an amazing print sale, um, with, I think it's 250 different photographers. Uh, so you can donate anyway, you can check them out at nycsalt.org. Sorry for the plug, but I That's adore fine. them. <laughs> um, so I've been teaching, I was in a physical high school and then that got transferred to zoom so I'm with them once a week and they've been doing their final projects. Uh, and the irony is I, I need to inspire them to come up to photograph when I've been having trouble. Um, and then on the the street photography and wow. I mean, it was uprooted besides the the quarantine. I mean, I've, I've ventured outside. I've had a few jobs that I had to, Go outside, take the subway, and whenever I'm out, I have my camera. But I'll be honest, um, what I was seeing did not resonate with me, and I felt I had nothing to contribute to, I had nothing to say um, that would be any different than what was being said. And I liken it to uh, uh, do people understand or can people relate when you go to another city or another country to photograph and it's different and you're you got to get a feel for it. And that new city or country came to me. <laughs> I mean, New York, it's different as I'm sure wherever the listeners are, everything has changed uh, in their own environment. And I, I went outside, for example, um, when the weather started getting nice in April, there were, um, there were people out everywhere in the parks and, but most people wearing masks. And I realized how much I need that intimacy when I'm shooting, even though the people aren't necessarily seeing that I'm taking their photograph. And I tried shooting and I just, it just hasn't, I haven't found that, that connection yet. Um, and that's okay. I mean, that's part of it. Everything's changing. Mm-hmm. We got to figure it out. It's a new landscape. And um, then we've got now, these protests and a lot of a lot of other drama going on to say um and i haven't um i haven't found that either um but i will start venturing out i bring my camera wherever i go and i think that is uh important to just you don't need to shoot if you're out and about you can just be looking around, and even if you're in your home, there's a gestation period, you know, creativity is not linear. So, um, allow it to kind of, you know, you gotta, um, what do they say? The land that lays fallow is the most fertile afterwards.
0: So, but that's land.
3: <laughs>
1: hmm?
0: I'm kidding. I didn't hear you. I said, but that's land. <laughs>
3: Yeah, well, you get my metaphor.
0: It's a good one. It's a good one. No, but you're right. I mean, I hear a lot of people are in a funk, including myself, and I'd read something not long ago. I'm saying, that's okay. Just, you can't help it. Go with it. Just watch TV and eat Cheetos.
3: No, I mean, I've had, unfortunately, everyone, unfortunately, people claim, oh, they've got nothing to do. Some people claim they're bored. I have had so much work to do and not all paying work, but I felt like I just, I haven't had that much time to just chill out. And I, I wish I did, uh, but everyone's got their complaints.
0: Yeah, that's right. To that
3: be the worst of it.
0: So
4: Jens. Yes, sir. Good
0: question for you. What's going on over there?
4: Well, a, a whole lot and nothing. <clears throat> I think that's a bit the general problem. I mean, I had a great time uh, uh, last... I mean, first of all, getting into street and documentary photography is not a very... Uh, I mean, you're not getting rich uh, in, in any short time with that kind of work. So either you have a passion for it or not. And last year was great. I spent uh, three and a half months in New York, went to, uh, to Miami in December, came back. Was, by the way, Valerie in, uh, in uh, Lisbon. At the same time you were, I didn't know. You're came kidding. back. <laughs> well, I'm not, I was working for, um, I'm doing video work for, for different clients. So I was there. And uh, as soon as I came back, when well, everything changed, um, I, a lot of things you guys said resonate with me. And I think uh, something Lauren said resonates with me particularly. Is I think if you're a creative, You'll find your way out of this and you'll find new fields to, to venture in or you adapt what you have been doing and do it in a different way. But it's, I think that's a little bit our challenge. It wasn't an easy business in the first place um, to get into. And I thought about photographing uh, um, Corona or COVID-19 here in Switzerland. And I just think if I catch something going by, I, of course, always have my camera, I, I'll take it but I didn't feel like I have to take a hundred pictures of people with masks or two people separated at a bus station. And this is going to get very repetitive. So as a lot of times, I think out of all the street photography done, we'll have a group of 30 to 40 pictures, which have been snapped by accident or by walking by, which will then at the end speak for what's happening now, but going out and photographing people with masks is, is, is not my thing. Plus I think there's situations where you have specialists, uh, people who are commissioned to go into ERs and to go into places to make the real important pictures at this moment. And as street photographers, that's not us. So we're we're, getting through this. I'm talking to people, finding new fields to work in and yeah, we'll see where we all end up. But uh, the passion is here and uh, we'll go on.
0: So what, what recommendations do you have for regular everyday street photographers? Get the juices flowing.
4: I think just the same as usual is always bring your camera and keep your eyes open. Now, we're already used to having down times. So, if for two or three weeks nothing good happens, you're already used to that. Then you just, you know, head down, go straight ahead.
2: Bob, yeah. I see there are a few questions already coming in.
4: Oh, there's tons. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Ashley, what.
0: Um You've been able to combine things. What, what What are some of the the main topics?
1: Um, yeah. So just so I can get these questions right, it sounds like all three of you have at some point ventured out during this pandemic. Correct. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, so one question we have is: With the pandemic still going on, do you all think that zoom lenses are going to take over prime lenses on the street? <laughs>
3: Absolutely not. Uh, nope. Well, at least for me, I can speak for myself. I'm not a, a long lens shooter. I need the intimacy. I need the quick. I I need to be close. I don't see that. I mean, six feet is enough, <laughs> um, but I don't need to be fifty feet away. It's just. It's. I don't think that will change much
2: same here i'm 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 at 23 millimeter and i'm staying at 23 millimeter and i was shooting with that this morning and you know at uh, in the epicenter of uh this um this um movement uh in minneapolis and yes they were not the no one could keep six feet uh between each other it's impossible um But you know what you do your best, you wear a mask. i didn 't even think I could um you know i i i 've had an ongoing um stories of hands photographing hands and uh and you know what you use your live view you reach. You, you know, you, you can get uh, quite, quite a bit closer with just your hands, uh, your arms, and uh, just don't bring your camera, camera to your eye. Use live view and use your screen, and you can actually get quite close to people uh, by not being physically close with your face, but use your arms and uh, arms re- arm length. You can, uh, you can get those, those closer shots, uh, but I've definitely not changing uh, focal length. And there are many other ways to shoot street photography. You don't have to be in people's face either. I usually am not. Uh, This morning I kind of had to because there was no other option. We were really close together. But, um, uh, I mean, I've written books about that. You know, how to shoot street photography that is, you know, if you're afraid of getting close to people, uh, then – then you, you do silhouettes. You photograph light and shadows. You, uh, there are so many ways to shoot this without being close to people or seeing masks, for that matter, because I refuse to, sh- to photograph people with masks. It's been done. Uh, now we move on. I can't wait. I can't wait till the streets of Paris are back to the where they were, and they will be. I'm, I'm not worried about that. Um, we're not going to be wearing masks for months to come.
4: I, I, I didn't change. I didn't change my method, and maybe Valerie, it's a good time to give the fifty-six one point two a spin. It's the the perfect distance <laughs> for that kind of situation, <laughs> which is anyway my favorite. I'll lens, look but for no, it in
2: the mail. Yes, thank you. Do it,
4: and um, I would never change my my shooting approach. To I mean, there is situations where you do adapt it, but now in general, just going out, I don't think I would change anything about what you've been doing up to now. I guess that
1: was an easy question. <laughs> Um, So, I have a second one here that might be a little more challenging. Um, We have someone in the chat asking, why is street photography different during these times? Why is it different from any other time? Aren't we always trying to catch the decisive moment and isn't that still there?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Whatever that decisive moment is may not be as romantic as it was six months ago, (laughs) but, uh, it's there.
3: Yeah. I I would agree with that. I, for me personally, as I mentioned earlier, I haven't found the rhythm or the lyricism, let's say of the new landscape that, so that's going to take a while for me to connect to that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm not as inspired right now, but I'm not
4: worried about it. Yeah. I think the question you can ask yourself, I always do when I go take pictures is why, and if you don't have a reason to go out or you don't have a reason to shoot something, don't do it. I mean, what I would, I love everybody who's excited about shooting, but I would strongly not recommend to go out and put yourself in harm's way right now to do pictures that have been done or that will not stand out. And I think one thing that, differentiates maybe street photography from other things. Is, as I said before, I think we all as a collective will produce a certain body of work about this, but we're not commissioned to go chase COVID-19 pictures. But We will find signs and they will speak as a whole of the work, I believe.
2: And my goal, just even with the, the protests and same with the pandemic, my goal is to photograph the for the pandemic is the return to normal, um, not the pandemic experience. I don't, I, don't, I don't even wanna remember that, honestly. I hope in 10 years we can say, oh yeah, remember 2020? <laughs> I, hope, I hope we forget this horrible time. Um, but then same with the, the, the protests. My goal was not to photograph the protests. Um, my goal is to photograph change. And hope um so you know uh, through the the children on the streets and things like that i just posted my first picture that's been taken taken other than my dog uh since march uh of actually uh, candid street photography and and it's it's a it's a a, a little girl in the a, who lives in south minneapolis and and to me it's the it's that's the message I want to say. Uh, I mean, plenty of my friends who are right there in Minneapolis every day who shot the protests and, and, and risked their safety and, and their, their health too. And I think those, those photographs are so important, so important. I just didn't feel that was, that wasn't, that wasn't for me. I just want to, to tell, tell the story from here on, but that's what inspires me more. And, and we have to think of our mental health, too, as street photographers. Um, you know, you have to be ready to photograph crisis. It's going to affect you. And this time is difficult for everyone. I mean, for us, it's not only our personal life, it's our businesses. Everything is, is in, you know, in in a on hold and so it's difficult enough to go through this time it's traumatic and so um you have to to take care of yourself too as a creative Agreed. you can't force yourself to go photograph something that you your heart isn't into that's what i'm trying to say
4: i think i think it's not time for activism it's time for purpose rather mm-hmm. in the photography and um I mean, street photography has always been close to, to documentary and social documentary, but if you go this way, I think you need a purpose, a subject, a place and all of these things. I mean, randomly going out right now, I'm, I share that feeling with Lauren a bit. I'm, I'm not feeling super motivated to, to go through the streets and refind the same thing again and again. So, there's dedicated people who do that.
3: Mm-hmm. And to continue with that, I've spoken with a bunch of street photographers early on in the quarantine who said, oh my God, what are we going to do? I, I, they, they feel they need to get out that creative energy. And um, sometimes we have to confront what is instead of fighting against it, because that's what opens up the path. And um, I don't have answers as to when or how or what but it's okay not to know it's okay not to be able to see it's it's not the end of the world if if you're not producing something that you know resonates there's there's times to just lay back and trust this isn't at the end of street photography this is not the end of your creativity
2: and and it's a good time. Um, I agree with Lauren. And it's a good time too to to reflect on what you've done. It's a good time to write. Um, I've been posting a photo story every day except for today because I actually had fresh material. But <laughs> I've I've been um, trying to educate any way I, I could. So just writing a, a, a photo story every morning and posting a picture on Instagram was kind of a purpose. It was like yeah, I feel I feel good. I'm doing that. It's a little bit of normal. And it wasn't pictures of the pandemic. I didn't mention that um so i think there are so many ways you can you you can share and continue to inspire um but yeah you can't you can't force creativity
0: i don't know about you guys. I, I was in new zealand when this happened and we barely got home and i thought okay we're going to be stuck inside i'm going to do this i'm going to do this i going to we're creating a course and all this stuff And you know what? I just couldn't get to any of it. I don't know what the secret is to kick yourself in the butt and get to work, but it wasn't working for me.
4: Think of all the energy that we all build up for when we can get back going. I'm I'm very convinced uh, that, I mean, if you do creative work, you always have down phases. And usually all you do is take a little bit of, of energy to go back up, so we all can kind of collect energy right now to go back out when this is changing or different. I, I don't mean to, to interfere with, uh, with your questions, Bob, but I'm wondering if I may ask a question, Sure. if any of you guys have taken the time to kind of reflect on your own photography and how to go forward during this time. Cause I've been going through all my pictures from the last three years. I had a ton of time. I'm just wondering if you had some kind of self reflection thing going or changes in how you do things based on the time you had to look at your own work, anything like this happened on your end?
3: Well, for me, I haven't had so much time to look through, um, all of my work, but I have had time to reflect. And for me, it's like you said, the why, you know, looking, what is meaningful to me? And it's that answer is starting to change. Mm. And I don't know what the answer is, but I can feel it's different. Um, And, uh, yeah, so I, reflection is, this has been a time definitely for reflection and, and Bob, I mean, based on what, uh, Jens was saying about energy, so much of our energy is whether it's conscious or not, it's kind of been tied up in this survival mode or what's going to happen next. There's a lot of stress Mm -hmm. in the air and, you know, we need energy to do all these projects that are on the list. So I think we also have to have compassion for ourselves and uh, be nice.
0: Both of you. Yep.
1: Definitely. We have another question um, related to the the pandemic going on now. Has has the sudden enormous shift in the way everything is caused you to see more historical value in the images you took before this began?
3: Oh, you mean when street photography was a thing back in, was
2: the it th- <laughs> <free> <laughs> in enough 2020? Enough. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh,
4: sorry, guys, but I, I don't know. I, I think I'll know in five years looking back because it depends on what happens after to kind of put these things against each other. So I, I couldn't tell you right now.
2: I no, s- I'm I'm that. uh I think things will get back to normal sooner than we expect. Um people are resilient. Um and um and life will be back to the way it was 3 4 months ago. Um next year. I think this year is yeah, kind of wish I could could sleep and then oh, it's twenty twenty one. Yes, <laughs> but uh, it's interesting and uh, and it's okay. I mean, Bob, you were saying you know sometimes you just you have, you find oh I'll have time to do this and do that, but. It's it's not true. I had a I had a book deadline for May first, and there all my travel is canceled, and I had to postpone my deadline to May fifteenth when I had all this extra time. But the, there is that funk, and you can't. I was writing, but I wasn't as productive because because there is that fear and. And you, you, you have to take the time to feel sorry for yourself, you know, and then you get over that and then you move on. It's like, Hey, I have a roof over my head. You know, I'm safe. My, my family's safe. You know, what am I, what do I have to complain about really? And then, then you shift gear and then it's, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to write. And then, then I, I, so I think it's normal. It's human.
1: Excellent answers guys. And I I think that's so true that it, Just the stress of the situation has affected us all more than we imagined. It it feels like we should be equally productive because we have extra time and we're at home, but it definitely has an effect on us for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, So Valerie, we did have someone ask a question. I'm not sure if um, Lauren or you have uh, been out during any of these protests that have been going on, but someone was asking... What advice would you give to someone who wants to go out and document an event like this where there is the possibility that it could get violent or there could be riots or things like that?
2: Well, I I didn't go out during the during the protests part. I mean, I did participate in some very very peaceful protests and most of them have been very peaceful of course if you watch the news you're only going to see the riots but um so I did not go to the streets of Minneapolis during that time but I've I photographed that in the past and you just have to be on your toes and just really really watch what's happening things can really escalate very quickly um and uh and protect yourself especially now I mean look at it we're we are yeah, we're in a pandemic and and there are thousands of people um protesting. I mean, it is just it's it's never happened before and so i mean everyone today i was at uh, at, the, at the george floyd memorial and there were hundreds of other people everyone had a mask even little kids had masks so um yes you can't keep the six feet that's impossible but people very, are very respectful of each other um uh, during that so um you know and so you just take those precautions and uh but yes it is risky and and i I, I i fear you know what are is there going to be a spike in 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 cases in a in a in a week you know at at week mm-hmm. two after this uh, all these and uh yeah it, it is scary but but this is big you know this is a problem that's uh you know the pandemic will come and go this problem we're dealing with now. Came a long time ago and will still be going once the pandemic is over. So uh, I, I think those protests were absolutely necessary and, uh, and people were willing to take, to take the risk.
3: I would add to that um, if you're going to go out and photograph a protest, educate yourself. I can post afterwards, I can't find it now. There's so many resources on how to protect yourself and how to be smart. And I would also say don't try to be a hero. No, I mean it's just absolutely stupid.
2: You're not um, a war photographer; you're a street photographer, <laughs>
3: and um, <I'm> an amateur. <laughs> and there, there are ways to do it wisely, but just educate yourself before you go.
4: I would absolutely like to underline that. I think, I mean, I think it's important when when things happen that people are there with cameras to document it. But as I said a bit earlier, there's people who know what they're doing in these kind of situations. You need to have a because I, I seek these kind of situations out. It's not pictures I publish, but it's things I'm fascinated by that I photograph. I was 2014 in, in Hong Kong during the Umbrella Revolution. I was in Ukraine uh, 2014 because I lived in Ukraine. My general advice would be don't go. And if you go, as Lauren said, educate yourself, understand dynamics of groups, dynamics of authorities and stuff like that. That's not a situation. You just walk in and snap some pictures. At least that's how I take that kind of stuff.
1: That's excellent advice from everyone, definitely. So we have another um, question here, uh, unrelated to the protests, but um, since we're all kind of on lockdown still, to some degree or another, how are you sharing your work right now?
2: Um, Same thing as I've always done, uh, Instagram. And uh, that's about it daily posts and, um, and then I podcast. So trying to, uh, share inspiration.
3: I haven't shared much when I do, I share it online somewhere on Instagram, Facebook. Um, I've taken pictures that just, I haven't felt that I wanted to share. They weren't my best photos or didn't resonate. So, Mm -hmm.
4: I didn't post barely anything. I usually don't, but now in this situation, I feel there's more important uh, things to pay attention to. But if I have something good, I'll post it. But I just it feels like I'm looking for attention in a situation where we need the attention somewhere else.
1: Thank you all so much. I feel like um, you have been so honest and open with us about how everything is going. And I, I feel relieved to hear your very balanced perspectives because uh, some I came in kind of expecting to think, uh, that you would say, Oh, we're still out there, we're still shooting, you just have (laughs) to, (laughs) where I've been holed up at home. (laughs) So, (laughs) thank you for sharing your your thoughts on everything. We have a few more questions here. We have a completely unrelated question, but a good one. Someone wrote, I know some of your panelists have attended, exhibited, and spoken at street photography festivals, but I was wondering how they feel about the importance of festivals for street photography. Um, this person wrote that they hope to start the Dublin Street Photography Festival in the near future, so any tips are welcome.
2: Ooh, I'll be there.
0: <laughs>
2: no, it's good. Festivals are good. Uh, Jens, I know you have experience with that too. Um, they're, they're, they're a lot of work, but uh, maybe wait till people want to travel again. Uh, but they take at least a year to plan. So,
3: Yes, that's for sure.
2: Jens um, has experience on the planning part too. So, uh, I,
4: I used to do, I still do a lot of stuff like this. Currently, it's not possible, but I would give that word back to Lauren, actually, when it comes to festivals. so Since Lauren is involved in an amazing festival.
3: Um, yeah, I, I work for the Miami Street Photography Festival behind the scenes. Um, and yeah, it's a lot of work. I think, look, there are so many street photography festivals and photography festivals in general throughout the world. And I think that's great because it just expresses everybody's interest and it, it, we have a bigger community. Um, and as long as you're doing it, for the right reason, whatever that is, that this is something that you're really passionate about, because you need that passion and energy to keep you going. <laughs> because it takes it's it takes a lot of work. And um, are they how do I feel about them in terms of their importance? Um, I think they're great. It's a great place to meet people. It's a great place if they have contests for you to, if you enter and you get your work seen, you basically get free publicity. Um, and, and, you know, they do a lot of marketing for you with your photos or your talks. Uh, but it's, it's also for people I know plenty of people that don't like to um, do any of that. And that's fine too. You got to find your own road, but um uh, good luck to you. And I've never been to Ireland, so I hope to get an excuse to come.
0: <laughs> Same here.
3: <laughs>
0: you never been to Ireland?
3: I have not.
0: No, I was talking to Jens. He lives- oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's
1: a no, have fan.
0: Oh, cool.
1: So we, have a, we just had another interesting pandemic question come in um, through the chat. And we've touched on it a bit, but I think it's worth asking. Um, Someone asked, how, as photographers, can we wait until things go back to normal? Honestly, I've been feeling a little guilty not getting out there and shooting. Do you feel like you're hiding from the pain and ugliness of the pandemic and the protests? I feel like this is life right now. We should find a way to engage in the world as it is.
4: Want to go
3: first?
1: Whenever I hear the word should, Mm. my ears
3: perk up if you're saying i should but you don't want to just listen to that and trust yourself i mean there's there's all this guilt we want to we want to be productive we want we need affirmations we all have egos and i don't say that in a negative way we all want people to you know we want to be proud of work we're creating and um but to feel guilty about i mean there's there's so much stuff of such gravity going on right now and we just by figuring out how we fit in this new world we don't have to be screaming at the rooftops um to participate in this so if you're feeling guilty that's wasted energy and just give yourself a break Um, if you, if you want to, and you're motivated, go for it. But if you're not, no shoulds, it's like life is too short. And maybe this whole pandemic and having to stay inside and everything that's going on. I mean, for me, there was a lot of time of reflection and, you know, you're just with you and the voice in your head. I mean, I don't, I live alone and it was just me and my thoughts. And, uh, if you start paying attention to them, at least for me, realize how much you beat yourself up. And it's just, it's a waste of time and energy and it's habitual. So, and I'm speaking for myself, um, but I think we all can relate. And so for me, it was a blessing to have that opportunity to say, oh, enough, enough, stop. You know, life is too precious and let's find a more positive way to think about things. And like Bob said, like, you you know, he didn't get to his projects and we all understood that. Yeah, it's, we're human beings and we put uh, a little too much pressure on ourselves.
2: Absolutely. Follow your heart. And, and if you go out there, you know, try to find your own angle, try to find something that's really resonates with you. And that will be a good way to, to, to start shooting again. Um, don't try to just, you know, take random shots, just uh, maybe work on a project, do a little bit of networking, see you know, try to make some contact and and plan a little bit have a a, more of a focus um, because otherwise it's depressing. Honestly, I, before, before I went out today, I actually, I, I went uh, downtown uh, St. Paul, which is a, you know, not the most exciting city, uh, but (laughs) normally. So now it's like completely dead. And it was the most depressing experience. I mean, there, there was just no one on the streets It was completely deserted on a beautiful uh, day during lunchtime when usually there are food trucks everywhere. It was completely deserted. It was the most depressing experience. And that gets you more in a funk. So um, I thought, no, I need to, I, I want to go back and, and work on a project. But uh, right now, just, uh, just walking the streets just for the, just looking for opportunities pretty depressing
4: so i mean just coming back to your question i don't think i'm hiding for me personally the opposite is the case i mean i'd love to be in new york currently for photography and this is you need to very well explain why this is the case because that means you maybe feel like that that'd be a good purpose for your photography but i don't feel like i'm hiding for something it's just that as lauren said it makes no sense to be active if you don't have that purpose even if i don't repeat myself because there's too much uh, at stake on the other end wherever you are with your camera if you're a street photographer and and you have your camera with you wherever you see something significant or or social injustice or or racism in the action go and and photograph it anyway because that might be a a relevant moment but i mean uh, i love to go to new york for photography reasons right now, because I feel it's a significant time. So it has little to do with hiding. It has a lot to do with, do I belong there? And can I get there? And does it make sense for my photography?
1: Excellent answers. And again, very balanced. Thank you for all sharing your thoughts on that. I think everyone's been asking themselves that question. Mm,
0: So how are we doing on questions?
1: I think so it's
0: almost time in to one wrap
1: way or another, up. we oh. have, I think in one way or another, we have been able to answer just about everyone's question. Yeah, that's great.
0: <laughs> that's great. Well, yeah. Why don't we just start wrapping things up? Cause I, I promised we'd keep this to an hour and, uh, but if, if each of you on the panel can take a minute to tell us where people can find you, what you're doing next. I know you, we've talked about some of that, but, but uh, yeah, where people can find you online, if you do have anything coming up after this thing settles down, if it ever does, um, let us know. So, Lauren, why don't you go first?
3: Okay, well, you can reach me at laurenwells, that's W-E-L-L-E-S uh, dot com, or, uh, or Lauren Wells, no space, on Instagram. Uh, what I'm doing next, I have no idea. um i i have a i mean i have a workshop in seville spain that was i was supposed to be there right now and uh so we've postponed it till next uh next may 2021 with Leica. and uh i may be doing some other workshops but again it's just a wait and see uh with respect to my own projects uh As some of you know, I've been doing a project on stickball for three years, and the season has been canceled, Um, but I was in the editing phase anyway, um, and trying to get it out for people to see, and take it somewhere, but then this happened, and really, uh, stickball is not the most important thing on people's mind, and understandably so, Mm -hmm. so it's, it's an exciting time because it's so uncertain, and it's also scary as hell.
0: So, hmm. I have another question for you real see. quick. Why don't you pick up that guitar back there and play us a song?
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. I support so, that. <laughs> I have a 30-year love-hate relationship with this thing. And I actually, for um, uh, the first time in almost a year, picked it up a few days ago. So <laughs> getting back on the horse there. Hopefully oh. next time I can play you a song.
0: Okay. yeah, okay. Give you a chance to practice a little bit. <laughs> yeah. All right, Valerie, what's up with you?
2: Uh, well, you? Um, uh, same here. You know, I'd be just back from Paris right now and getting ready to, for a new adventure next month. And so everything is postponed, but it's okay. It's going to be so sweet to travel and teach on the streets, wherever it is, once we're done with that, that um, just that makes me really happy and excited. Uh, because uh, as much as I enjoy teaching through books and and online and everything, there is nothing like the interaction with a small group of, of students um, and the the camaraderie of a workshop. So I miss that so much already, but it's going to be better than ever once it starts again. And uh, I'm going to be re- releasing more, uh, more books. And uh, yeah, I'm going to travel for me to start until, um, until workshops can, can start again. Yeah, when it's, when it's safe.
0: And what's your, do- what's your website?
2: Uh, my website is valeriejardin.com so oh. it's my name that you can probably see there v-a-l-e-r-i-e-j-a-r-e-i-n
4: like and jens what about you well first things first so if you look for me you can find me at uh, www.jenskrauer.com everything goes from there my instagram whatever and uh otherwise i i i share what uh, lauren and valerie said it's uh it's scary it's challenging i have a uh, Few cancelled workshops from the beginning of the year: Amsterdam, New York, etc. Which we'll try to do again in some way. Probably first Europe, then the US, since we don't know when we can travel. But we'll figure out. I uh, I have nothing big to announce. We'll just see how this thing goes. <laughs>
0: That's good. That's good. What about you, Ashley? Same as everybody.
1: Just uh-huh. hold up everybody. now, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens later.
0: <laughs> and where can people find you?
1: Good question. You can find me here with Bob <laughs> on the podcast. I am working on a website. I I started that project All during right. this time, but you know how it goes. It's been real slow.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you can find us at streetphotographymagazine.com. dot com. Yeah. I want to thank you guys. Thanks the thank the panel for your inspiration. I, I found it very inspiring um, and comforting. Myself, because like everybody else, I've been in a funk as well. So it's nice to know. Misery loves company, right?
2: Are you not alone? And, and remember not that alone. we're no. all in the same boat.
0: Like all the commercials say, we're all in this together.
2: But mm-hmm.
0: uh, And thanks, everybody, for participating, for asking your great questions and mm-hmm. having such a great turnout. And like I said, we're recording this. Uh, if you missed part of it, you can come back. I uh, will be posting it on the website on Friday. So thanks, everyone, and um, looks like we're wrapping up just a couple minutes early. So I thought this was a lot of fun. We're going to do it again.
2: Good.
0: On a different subject,
4: though.
3: <laughs> it was great, Bob. Thank you for having me. Thank you. you, bro. It's
4: nice and, talking uh, to all you. Good to see you all. I hope I see you all soon again in health and in good spirit, because we all already met personally. Uh, except the Ashley and Bob, which we'll do at some point. But stay safe right. and see For you guys sure. soon.
0: For sure. Here's you to a group hug, hug in the future. Likewise. <laughs> wear that mask. Protect the- it's not a political statement. Wear the damn mask. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye.